0: Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim. Assalamu Alaikum Today it is Tuesday the 21st of June 2022 and in our series Reflections on the Holy Quran this is broadcast number 326 and we are looking at uh, the words of chapter 2, Al-Baqarah, verse 102 and this is our seventh broadcast in that series. Um, just to remind you that these broadcasts are brought to you by laser Lahore M.D.A. School for Education in Religion. And uh, <coughs> it is a department of the Lahore M.D.A. the Lahore M.D. Movement or M.D.A. Anjuman Ishaayat-e-Islam. The MDA, M.D.A. organization was founded by Hazrat Ghulam Ahmad Sahib and he taught that although people say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad prophets can still come this is incorrect because the Holy Prophet, the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet Muhammad was the khatm ul and the holy prophet explained this term by saying la nabi abadi there is no prophet after him. so now no prophet shall come whether it's an old prophet or a new prophet or whatever Hazrat ulama sahib said that in accordance with hadith he was a mujaddid. many of whom had come previously but his Distinction was that uh, the uh, people, the Holy Prophet Muhammad prophesied in Hadith with the names Messiah and Mahdi, he said that uh, the signs for their appearance were fulfilled in his advent. But he was still a mujaddid. And he stressed that um, non-empty Muslims are too quick to start calling each other Kafirs and heretics and what have you. But the Holy Prophet Muhammad had said that if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima, you are a kafir, you are a heretic, then it is the person saying so who becomes the heretic. So he said we mustn't call each other kafirs and, kafirs and heretics because of differences of opinion on certain things. And he further said that uh, other people say that some prophetic revelation has been missed from the Holy Qur'an. And others say that although some verses are there in the Qur'an, but the command has been abrogated. But he said this cannot be true because God says in the Holy Quran that I have revealed it. God says I have revealed it and I will guard it. So when God has taken the responsibility of guarding the Holy Quran then how can it be that some prophetic revelation is missing from it and some revelation which is within the Holy Quran is abrogated. As further said that jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim, but that definition of jihad, which was given to us by the Holy Prophet Muhammad. When returning from fighting, The Holy Prophet said that Muslims were returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad and then went on to explain that major jihad is jihad bin nafs and that is jihad with your own soul, with your own self Certainly if you are attacked by the sword Then you defend yourself with the sword. But uh, otherwise, uh, your jihad is to try and control your ego, your arrogance, your hatred for people, and so on. The list is a long one. So with that let us turn to the Holy Quran as I said we are at chapter 2 verse 102 so let's go to that. As I said previously I will only recite the uh, part of the verse which, which we are going to look at. وَمَا أُنْزِلَ oh, Sorry. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وَمَا أُنْزِلَ عَلَى المل... عل and uh, it was not revealed to the two angels in Babylon, in Babylon, called Harut and Marut. So, God is saying this is divine revelation and not made by... Someone else. Okay, let's let me find my notes, which are on the computer. So we have vama, which is an expression that consists of two parts: va, which means and, ma, and what. Okay, so there is not much more to say on that. And then the next word, Unzila, its triliteral root is noon Zey, And uh, using these three characters, 12 words have been made and used in the Holy Quran. And the total number of times this root or words based on this root are used in the Holy Quran is 290. For example, 183 times it says Anzala and uh, 62 times it says Nazala. And 15 times it says Tanzeel. And 8 times it says Nuzul. And what else is there? They did. 7 times it says Tanzilat. And 6 times it says Nazala. And then others are once or twice. Uh, and uh, 5 times it says munzilin etc so and it means to descend to come down from a higher to a lower place so um, it is used for example when someone gets off their conveyance like it's uh, the antonym of uh, uh, it's used with Uruj. Uruj means go up and Nazala means or Nazul means to come down and um, um, it means It applies to things that you use to entertain a guest. Food, it means God's blessings. It means what God grants. Uh, It's uh, used for uh, um, the the land which is very fertile. Um, And it is used for rain. etc. So it's like um, you know uh, in Urdu they they say, for example, um, literally where have you descended. But it means, you know, where are you staying. But there are two words One is unzila and one is tanzeel. Tanzeel means to come down slowly. But in it means that uh, whatever it is can come down in one go. So, uh, the (coughs) Holy Quran says, Nazala minas samaa And that is because uh, when you have clouds, all the water in the clouds doesn't just fall out. It comes down slowly. And uh, as I said, sometimes the Holy Quran uses this word, like, anzal." hadid. Sorry. My tongue was stuck in the wrong place. Chapter 57, verse 25. And we made oil descend, literally. But of course, it doesn't mean that in <coughs> God actually makes it descend. It means God granted this. And um, in chapter 15, the Holy Quran also says that God has treasures, treasures upon treasures, uncountable, immeasurable treasures. But he doesn't just throw the whole lot at humanity all in one go, but he allows humanity to find them according to a measure, Kadar. In in Urdu and so on, whenever uh, we hear the word Kadar, we think, oh, fate. But it means according to a measure, an accurate measure. (coughs) So When God says that, you know, things are uh, uh, that you can't see, I grant you these things according to a measure. It means that God has put in the human beings the ability to discover things if they do research and if they work hard. And that's very, very important because God doesn't say that because you you follow religion A or religion B or you're in sect C or sect D, you're going to get bounties in this world. You have to work for them. You have to do research. You have to try and find them. You know, take the example of oil. They found a little bit of it in in Texas, in America, and uh, and then in Saudi Arabia, and then in other places, gradually, Gulf states and (coughs) Iran and so on. Now you are finding it in other places. But it takes a long time. They take samples of soil and they test them, and then they dig test wells, they dig further down, and uh, they uh, take that soil and do tests and so on. And eventually, after a lot of effort and research and so on, human beings get to oil. The same, similar things apply to other things like gold and diamonds and gold and... Whatever else you have. If you think that, you know, we can just sit on our backsides, not work hard, not do research, and because we are Muslims or uh, we are Lahori MDs, God is just going to say, oh, these people are wonderful. Their beliefs are right. So let me just bestow upon them this whatever it is and give them all the blessings in this world it doesn't work like that and there is uh, another interesting thing we must remember that the, uh, god says that you know i sent the quran down and and uh, <clears throat> this was an objection that the Quraysh raised against the Holy Prophet Muhammad that, well, you know, uh, uh, let us see you go up to heavens and bring down the Quran. And uh, the other objection was, well, because you can't do that, we know that you've just made up these things and uh, we have verses in the holy quran they say that these are stories of old people that he's got written down and he says god has told me these things and, and so on so the point about sending the quran is to refute this argument that these are the ideas etc of the holy prophet muhammad and some people say that, that you know, these were his own ideas and maybe relevant for the time, but not so relevant now, and so on. And someone would ask him a question, he'd think about it, he would come up with a, a solution or guidance, and he would say, Ah, oh, well, you know, this is God's revelation. The beauty of using the word Tanzil, sent down. Is to show that these are not the Holy Prophet's personal thoughts and ideas, but it is something that is external, an external phenomena. And because it's an external phenomena and not an internal one, there's nothing you can do to receive revelation, because the person sending the revelation, it's up to him, who he sends it to, I can't, you know, take the example of, I mean, any sport, tennis, tennis players, they do a lot of practice. They study their opponents and then, uh, you know, uh, they study their own videos and see the mistakes they made and they learn from them. And then they practice, oh, my forehand is is, is weak. I must practice to, to improve it. And they go and they, you know, for hours, they just play the forehand, etc. Uh, until it's perfect. But you can't do that with God's revelation, with Bahi. And the reason is that it's external. Nothing to, you know. But then having said that, every person, every person in his nature has the ability to speak to God and get his revelation. Now, How much revelation he gets? It depends on how close he is to Allah. And you become close to Allah by following in the sunnah in the footsteps of the Holy Prophet Muhammad. You know, just take the example of two friends. One person, he is very close to one friend. Why? because you know he does what the other one says and the other one listens to him and does him favors etc and this person has got another friend he's friend but he's not so close you know then he's got a third one who's more or less like a stranger now the closer the friend the more communication they have, so it's the same with God. The closer you are to God, the more communication you get from Him. So the question then is, how do you get to how do you get to be close to God? You get to be close to God by following the Sunnah and the footsteps of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, and then you become. What Sufis called, Farafir Rasul. Your own personality is completely absorbed, effaced in the personality of the Holy Prophet. You don't exist anymore. Your personality doesn't exist anymore. And then because you're emulating the Holy Prophet Muhammad then God would speak to you. You see, this is important that you can discover things through your own efforts and research. But there are some things that you cannot discover. So God sends revelation for you to discover those things. Now, the, rel- the revelation sent to a prophet is like a command from God. But, revelation sent to a saint, a Sufi, that is not a command. That is a correction, a further explanation of something that people might have understood. So the prophet, the Nabi, receives Wahi in Nabuva, prophetic revelation. Prophetic revelation says fast. So you fast because that's a command. <coughs> I mean another example, think of this, that uh, the Queen of England has a weekly audience with the Prime Minister, which is an official occasion where the queen receives the prime minister and the prime minister gives her a briefing on uh, various things now once the prime you know the prime minister says we are going to legislate to do this you know like the queen says in queen's speech my government is going to do this Once the Parliament has passed a law, it's still not the law. But once the Queen signs it, it's an official command, it has now become the law. You will pay this much income tax, you will do this, you will not do that, whatever it might be. But then it may be that uh, the Prime Minister chats to the Queen and it's not an official meeting. It's not an official audience. And the Prime Minister says, you know, we are in a bad way. We haven't got a lot of money. And Her Majesty says, well, okay, have you thought of uh, raising taxes? How about that? Now, this is not a command from the Queen to raise taxes. This is just two friends talking to each each other and one saying to the other I've got this problem and the other one saying, oh okay, uh, how about doing this? And it's the same thing. When a prophet receives and Nabuvat that is divine command, you shall do this, you shall not do that. Even prophets Receive non-profit revelation, which is not God's command to do this, do that. And non-profits, those who are close to, I mean, as I said, everyone receives. You know, sometimes we sleep and we see a dream, or we might be half awake and we see a vision about something. And then it comes true. Obviously, it was from God. But, they are not divine commands. If someone receives a revelation and uh, in it, he or she is told, you must give more charity. You know, that is not a command that everyone must give. The amount of charity that that person uh, is going to give. Because the command is in the Holy Quran. That comes through prophetic revelation. But it's not prophetic revelation. Even if it's something is in there, that is personal to that person. It's way of a Revelation of the Sufis or the saints etc and that's very very important because it's misunderstanding of uh, uh, this in particular that has caused Muslims to uh, sort of go astray quite a lot so um, another example is you know uh, Great scholars say that Jesus is up in heavens and he'll come again. Equally, great scholars say that now Jesus died. No, he's not going to come again. So, who do I believe? And this was the point about Hazrat Mirza Ahmed Sahib saying that Jesus has died he said that god says jesus has died god revealed to me that jesus has died and he won't come again and then i looked in the holy quran in the holy quran in the holy quran i found 30 verses from which you can argue that jesus has died and that is the difference lots of people say well jesus is dead because you know no one can sit up in heavens uh, without eating or drinking for 2,000 odd years. It's impossible. But Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed's point was that it's everything is possible for God. But God has said that Jesus wasn't bodily taken up to heaven, but he lived and died on this earth. And that is the point. We have come to the end of our time. So uh, I take my leave of you with the prayer that uh, whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm. assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.